another day. All right, let's ride. that is that's that color me bad i wanted to sex you up and you know that man really meant it because he came in that bitch like i want to ladies if you ever hear your man say something like that put the kids to bed it's about to go down he's in a really good mood or had a really bad day and he's about to at least attempt to give you that work now number 63 no plan this ride podcast i am the guy to host this i go by the name or the alias of blackout and my first question to start this podcast off is I wonder how they feel and when I say that I'm talking about the people that have supported their current commander-in-chief that are now out of work because of a decision this man has made I really sincerely wonder how they feel whose fault do they think this is because the person that initially said they would do this shut the government down while in the Oval Office, and then said they would take responsibility for it, is not taking responsibility for it still. Now it's all I have to, I could get this done in 15 minutes if the Democrats would come to the table. Now that's what we're saying. That's what he's saying. But I really wonder how they feel because I know some of these people. I know people that are affected by this, and I know how they feel about the left and they say things that make me believe they are conservative if they haven't outright said that they're conservative. And while I don't really fuck with conservatives and I'm seeing what's going on on the Democratic side, I'm like, I don't really know. I'm at the point where I can still accept everybody. Because like, at the end of the day, it depends on how you treat me as a man. Part of my stutter. At the end of the day, it really depends on how you treat me as a person. I don't give a damn what you believe in if you treat me right. If you treat me right and respect the people around me that I hold dear, then your political views to me is like, that's just one facet of who you are as a person. No big deal. We can move on. And I, there's a guy that I work with that's, that I feel is close to that, if not fits that mold. He's a really good dude. And um, he's done his time in, in different arenas, earns his retirement. And I'm just looking at it like, man, this man comes to work every day bust his ass and he's the brain of where he works it's like if he's not there it's all fucked up hard working dude wealth of knowledge he's in the central part of his uh or the workforce where he works at but this man probably didn't get paid and that makes me fucking furious and for people to just, to just say they'll adjust like what you rich you'd have been bankrupt back again like you're rich when you say that shit it just doesn't compute it doesn't land right it comes off as exactly what it is and that's fucking ignorant that's how it comes off shout out to the kids walking by me making noise 
be young, do your thing, make noise, be happy. But when I when I read that or when I hear it, when I see it, it like it just makes me fucking angry because I know these people working the good people and they they talking about the TSA. The TSA is so fucked up. Somebody came through and ended up boarding the plane with a goddamn gun. Well, you get what you pay for. Now, I'm not saying that somebody should just not do their job, but I feel them. I understand. Like, I can only give you what you pay me for, and I don't, I'm not saying I support that, but it's like, damn, like, how much am I going to give you when I'm not getting paid for this shit and this is taking my time? But should I be looking for other employment? Am I wasting my time? Because the big guy is saying he's willing to let this shit go on for months and years until he gets something he wants, until he gets this fucking wall, which ain't going to work. And which probably, I'm going to go ahead and assume, won't be complete until after this man's long been out of office. And uh, I'm just looking at this this meltdown that this, this cat is having, and the, the length that people will go to defend this man to me is fucking crazy. I put on my personal Facebook page about um, how Chuck Schumer said, we don't govern by temper tantrum. And I just left it up. I'm like, man, that boy out there throwing jabs. And somebody was like, like a lot of conservatives do. Like, I don't, doesn't seem like a temper tantrum to me. And he dropped this whole paragraph. I just said, man, I'm not reading this shit because I don't want to see somebody I respect trying to support the bullshit that's coming from this man's mouth. I mean, it's that serious. Parents, where are you? Where are you? That was actually an accident, but I'm going to keep it in here. Because um, who, where the fuck did these kids come from that don't understand right and wrong common sense from not having common sense? They turn into these adults that will bend reality to their will to make it fit what they want. And that's what I feel like we're dealing with with the prayers because... None of the shit he says makes sense. But then people go to back him, and that's why I wonder. I really wonder how they feel. I wonder how they feel going into this week without no paycheck. And I hope they had something put aside. I hope there's some type of program for them. I doubt there is, but, like, this it hit a nerve with me. That's why I keep talking about it. And it's just the person... The person I was, uh, I won't say debating with, because I really paid that shit no mind. The length you have to go to to defend something that you know is wrong is crazy. If you have to reply to me with a whole paragraph on Facebook about why whatever, you believe what I said was wrong, you already lost to me. I'm not, you went through that much to, to fuck with some shit I said about something somebody else said. You already lost. You're giving me way too much attention. That lets me know you're sensitive and you got to go out your way to prove a point. Because you went hard. And it was bullet points or with like numbers. I was like, man, I'm not looking at this shit, man. I'm not going to waste my time with this. And I'm telling you not to waste your time because I respect you. Don't waste your time talking to me about this. My mind is made up with certain situations. Now, you want to throw some policy at me for the read and maybe make me understand if I'm not seeing it the way it should be seen? We can do that. Cool. But not for that. No, 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 no. Don't waste your time or my time with that. And I urge other people, um, if you if you like to live in the comments, like I tell people, I'm a Twitter villain. Like, I will get your ass in these comments sometimes and, and fuck people up. Or I just let shit go. If it's something stupid like that, I urge you. On social media, sometimes 
let shit go. When somebody begin to argue with you, just tell them something like that. I appreciate all the energy you just expended, but I'm not really paying this no mind. Be polite about it if it's your friend. And then you kind of check them and let them know they're wrong. But, you know, sometimes they get personal. You got to get personal back. I'm, I'm ignorant. I do shit like that. Forgive me. But just let them know a little jab. Hey, man, it ain't worth all that. You let me know this man is wrong by you going this hard trying to defend him. Also, man, what was I was reading something. There's an article I was reading. And this man, uh, Alan Steinberg, who was an advisor to President Bush, he wrote an op-ed, which I've recently learned was an opinionated editorial. And uh, he said he didn't believe that the president would be removed from office through impeachment, but that he would basically resign in 2019 in exchange for immunity. Given his ego, I don't see that happening. But that would tell you a lot if he was to resign for immunity. <laughs> that would tell you a whole lot. And depending on how far this probe goes, who knows? Whenever Mueller finds whatever these people give him, because um, I want to say it's Manafort it's supposed to pub he's supposed to publicly testify, or he's supposed to publicly go in front of Congress on February the seventh. So that's gonna be media mayhem. It's gonna be crazy. But we gonna see, man. I just I hope those out there struggling with this furlough shit, man. I hope y'all all right, man. I really, really do, because you don't deserve this. Well, I say the I don't know all of y'all. The bulk of you guys don't deserve to go without a paycheck. If you're showing up to work every day and doing what you're told and they haven't fired you, fuck it, you deserve your paycheck. But if you're a bad person, I don't feel bad. Moving on, man. Um, Yeah, so there was a reporter. I feel like I may have went over this last week. I might have mixed my notes up. My bad. If I'm remixing this, just ride with me anyway, man. Come on. You watch TV shows. You watch reruns. Rock with me real quick. Uh, so there was a reporter in upstate New York, Rochester, I believe. And he was talking about, um, I think, a park in the city. And he was trying to say the name of the park. I believe it was named after Martin Luther King Jr. And instead he said Martin Luther Coon Jr., and I think he ended up being fired. And um, it's all bad. Like he was on Don Lemon trying to, he was basically trying to plead his case, saying that it was not something he intended to do, that his words basically ran together when he was talking. And instead of saying Martin Luther King, he said Martin Luther Coon because he had to speak fast because of the him being on television and the limited amount of time. I don't know. I don't think anybody will be bold enough to do it. But at the same time, I don't put nothing past people on that are down with these movements. And I don't know homeboy's history. And I won't pretend like I do. And I will I will say that I believe, if anything, he's a victim of people being caught up with these fucking racist remarks being made on the sly. Like down in Florida, how they were like, the people involved with DeSantis or DeSantis said, we can't afford to monkey this up when he was running up against Andrew Gillum down in Florida. Like, we know what that is. And even if that wasn't your intent with the climate being racially charged the way it is, like, you got to know better than to say that. 
And it's easy to be to look at that from one side of like, don't be so sensitive. But when you are aware of people having a history, and I'm not saying people, that that specific person, but when you are aware that it exists, that there's this existence in uh, the media presence for people to say slick shit and mask it as something else and then call you sensitive for getting mad. It's one of those things that I don't, like I really don't like, I can't stand it because it's something that you could say slickly that you know in a public setting, like in a room full of people, actual people, and you set that in front of that you might offend, you might get your fucking teeth knocked out. And I'm all for being an adult and trying to let shit roll off your shoulders and something. But sometimes things are said and they, they mean to evoke a certain type of rage. And for me personally, I believe you get what you ask for. They keep there's a saying out there, like on like the street level, you keep campaigning for shit, you're gonna get elected. Like let the wrong person catch Laura Ingram after she did that fucking Nazi salute where she pretended to wave to the president. Like that shit's clear as day. If you don't believe me, go look it up. Like that's a fucking Nazi salute. There's no way in hell it's not that. But it gets laughed off. And played as all, and it's not a big deal. The same thing with Bill O'Reilly back in the day when he would say certain things and put emphasis on certain parts of the word to give you that double meaning. We all know what that is. And unfortunately for this gentleman, I think he may be a victim of that. I have not heard his name pop up anywhere else. And hey, man, I really wish him the best, but. I'm going to go out on the limb and see. I can see how he could have made the mistake. It's just unfortunate. And um, what's his name? Jeremy Capel. He's going to have to deal with it. Hopefully he gets back and uh, does something and provides for his family some type of way. Unfortunate set of events for that man. If he did it on purpose, this is a hard lesson that he's going to have to learn. And hopefully other people in the media see this shit and they smarten up. And if you didn't do it, man, it's fucking tough luck. You are a victim of other people in the media acting in a fucked up manner. And you happen to be the one to fall for it, man. So sorry for you, bro. But it bees like that sometimes. In Jacksonville, Florida news, my hometown, I talk about quite often. There's some puzzling news. Like I saw it come across my, um, my feed on Facebook and other medias. And basically, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office found somebody in the trunk, wrapped in the sheet. Somehow, they do not suspect foul play. Wow. So you mean to tell me that somebody wrapped themselves in the sheet and got in their own trunk? Unless this is a Ku Klux Klansman who left the rally and got too drunk and pulled over and didn't want to be seen sleeping in his car and he got in the trunk instead. Unless that's what happened, I don't know what else this could be. How was that not foul play? Was it somebody transporting a body that was poorly maintained? What is the explanation behind that? Over it off Biscayne Boulevard. Like, this this doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. Turns out there's a man from Georgia named Terry Mercer, 34 years old. 
What happened to this man? Why are they so quick to say that there's no foul play? These are questions you have to ask, man. Like, this, this doesn't make any sense. This is the world we live in, though, where people would justify bullshit. On a brighter note, though, uh, there's a little girl who went missing, Jamie Kloss. She's been reunited with, I guess, what's left of her family. Her mother and father were killed, and she was basically abducted by some asshole named Jake Patterson. And um, this happened up in Wisconsin. I don't know what the reason for what this for. I don't know what the reason what this was. How did I fuck that up? I don't know the reason behind him abducting this girl. I have no clue. I'm just happy that they caught this motherfucker and that he will be brought to justice because there's there's no explanation for this other than you wanted the girl to do whatever to her. That's it. If you kill both the parents, she's alive, you take her with you and you get caught. And they worried about trying to figure out if he passed state lines or not because they go hit him with that ooh-ah. But I'm just... It's just fortunate that they caught the girl, that they caught him with the girl, and that she's alive and well, and that um, she'll be back with her loved ones. And she wasn't nowhere but 70 miles from home. And she was gone for about, what, 80 days, 80-something days, and she was only 70 miles away. That just shows you how somebody can get missing. Like, somebody can snatch your kid up, have him in a house somewhere, and you, you looking far and wide for him, and they down the damn street around the corner. Like, where I live right now in Chula Vista, somebody came around knocking on doors. They were looking for, like, two 12-year-old girls because they were out at the park and then they were gone. And this is one of the reasons why I'm strict with my child. Like, if you outside, I'm outside. You ain't at that age yet where I feel like you're safe just to be out there on your own. Sorry, helicopter parent, I'm hovering like a motherfucker because things like this happen. Like, the last thing I want to do is, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to give my kid some freedom, let her go, and then she's gone. Because you never know, like, you could be wanting to let them roam and then some 35-year-old man come snatch your jit up and nobody saw nothing. She's in the wind. And you know after, what, the first, the fucking first 48, the likelihood of them being found and being found alive is slim. So you, you have to take care of your own. You got to watch your kids. And unfortunately for her, her parents were fucking murdered and she was just abducted. But it's good to see, um, what's her name, Jamie Kloss back with her people, man. I'm, I'm so glad that that was able to happen for that girl. And then you look at another situation where the girl Gypsy Rose, I don't know if y'all um, saw that uh, ID channel special. It's called Gypsy's Revenge. And if you're hearing this and you might, you want to go watch it, I won't ruin it for you, but... Gypsy was basically a little girl who was sickly from the time she was small. And as she got older, things changed. Her story is wild, but she was kept away from her family for a long time. And it caused some trauma in her life. And I'll leave it at that, but I highly recommend going to watch that documentary. It's called the. It's called Gypsy's Revenge. There'll probably be a Lifetime movie or something coming out about it. 
But it's called Gypsy's Revenge. I highly recommend watching it. It's pretty damn good. Another thing I recommend on a lighter note, a much lighter note, Spider-Man Into the Multiverse, while we're speaking about children. I went, to, I went and took my lovely daughter to see this today, and she thoroughly enjoyed the movie, as did I. The animation was great. The storyline was dope. I think you got to go into it knowing that it's made for a younger audience. Um, so go into it with that in your brain. Don't go in there thinking it's going to be this cerebral movie. Like, I man, I like suspense and all that. And um, while it's good, you got to remember it's, it's for the comic book slash youth. So just remember that when you go in there. It was a, it was a great part of my birthday weekend. Uh, I turned um, 3-6 Mafia into the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. I'm getting up there, getting closer to 40. But, hey, happy birthday to me. I enjoyed my low-key birthday. Family is important. In short, speaking about Jamie Claus and uh, Gypsy and all these other children getting abducted, man. It's just a sad state of affairs. But you got to worry about this shit on a regular basis. Also, um, a little bit more movie, uh, a little bit more in movie news. Apparently, there's a Coming to America Part Two coming out, and I'm halfway excited and I'm halfway scared because. It's a classic, and I don't want this to be fucked up. I really, really don't. I don't really know where you can go in the story from this. I mean, from where they left off with um, him getting married to the girl, and I guess going back to Zamunda. I don't really know where you can go. I guess he maybe he had a son, but that son should be damn near 30 by now. I, I don't know. Or maybe he had a daughter or whatever. I don't know, but I feel like the... You don't really fuck with a classic like that. Maybe a remake. Maybe they revamp it or something for the, the younger generation. But I just think that's a movie that's that's in that time period, man. Like everything from the words they use, the fucking fashion that was going on. It's like that's something you put in a time capsule and you leave that shit there. Um, I'm not 100% sure I want them to mess with this, but I will check it out at some point. Um to see what they do with this. If the reviews are bad, I may not. But my curiosity is probably going to get the best of me, man. But apparently there's a Coming to America 2 coming out. And while I'm talking about movie news, um, there's another movie that hit the scene, I'm going to say, a week or three ago. The meme world went crazy killing it. I participated in the meme shit. Um, but Bird Box, man. Bird Box was, was, was a cool movie, but black people... Especially with these challenges, man, look, we, we got to chill with these challenges. It's, it gets ridiculous when we do these damn, like, the one where they were snatching the baby and had the baby on the rug or some shit, and people were snatching their baby and the baby was hitting their head or whatever. Well, apparently, in relation to Bird Box, somebody tried to do the Bird Box challenge while driving and ended up getting to a goddamn accident. Listen, man. The movies are the movies for a reason. It's fantasy. You don't have to go all out <laughs> with these challenges, man. Like, I, I, I get it. People want to go viral. People want to blow up. I get it. But you don't want to not think about the consequences while you're doing this, especially something stupid like this. Like, you can only go so far going viral off a of bird box, and this idiot who got in his car wreck very much succeeded, but not 
on the internet but by the fucking news station. Your ass went dummy viral. You're not gonna be like Wide Neck, <laughs> who is now apparently a rapper. Him and um some little boy, I guess a little dude, Daddy Long Neck. I know y'all remember Cuz with the big ass neck from Florida. He's rapping now. Um, not very well, but he's out here doing this thing. More power to him, man. Use, use it to your advantage, bro. You know, uh, you never know where your next paycheck is gonna come from. So, hopefully, you uh, you parlay this into doing something great because with you being in and out of jail, this little wave of success came for you in the neck of time. So. Shout out to you. Keep doing your thing, man. Another um thing I want to hit on real quick, and I've said this before, as I was talking to one of the guys at work, and I was telling him about um, I think we were talking about rap music or whatever. I was talking about the R. Kelly situation, and it turned into this whole long conversation, and I'm gonna get into that a little bit. Right, I I'll do that right after this. But I was basically telling him about black celebrities and how historically we have um, had to sell trauma. And this is the point that first came into my mind when I heard uh, the rapper Vince Staples say something about it in an interview. What I want to say her name is um, Sadeska, who worked the reporter from uh, the Complex who was on the show Everyday Struggle. He was talking to her and he brought up R. Kelly and shit or it was either there or somewhere else where I know it was Vince Staples. It may have been when he was talking to Joe Budden who said he, we sell trauma. And that's been stuck in my brain ever since I heard. And I was talking to one of the um, young guys, younger white guy where I work at, and I was telling him, like, when I heard it, it blew my mind because it was right there in my face, and it just makes so much sense. And things like this are one of the reasons why I want to I want a wide audience for this No Playing This Ride podcast shit, but I feel like it's important for me to target more towards my people, black people and other minorities because there's a psychological issue that I, be- that I believe that we have living in this country because of shit that's been done to us and when we're treated on a daily basis that people that aren't affected may or may not see. And, it, and now talking about like the entertainment industry and you look at stereotypical roles being cast and having to make a certain type of music to be able to get on, having to depict yourself a certain type of way. If you just look at the history of, uh, just say, Hollywood, for instance, or just any major facet of entertainment, the way we get on is definitely through trauma. Like, back in the early days, in order for you to be black and be on TV, you had to act like the stereotype. There was an old uh, comedian. I, I, there was a documentary about this dude, but he basically played the role of the ignorant slave who didn't know anything, and he was just ridiculously dumb. If I if I remember his name, I'll um I'll put it in the show notes for this podcast. But he basically played up the um the, the stereotype of the you know uh, stupid illiterate black man from the south who was just like this boot-licking Uncle Tom-type person running behind Massa. But he was widely successful because it was comfortable for white folks. And if you look at the makeup of the country, obviously that's who was ingesting all the entertainment at the time. 
for the most part, was other white people. So this then became the gateway for black people to break into the industry. To be celebrities, you had to you had to play up the stereotype and or further down the line be in the role of a slave or some type of servant. You getting your ass whooped and then it progressed to it being a criminal, you know, the drug dealers and all that and, and the movies we see today, especially like the early nineties, all the hood movies and shit. And while some of those, especially the hood movies, they they do depict parts of African American life, it's not the full spectrum of what goes on for black people. But that is what pop culture runs with. That narrative that we're all poor, that we all struggle, we're all criminals, we all can rap and play basketball and sing and shoot dice and all this bullshit. That becomes what's natural. Like we come out the womb with a piece of fried chicken and a slice of watermelon and we dipping that shit in grape soda. And it's just widely accepted. It's so fucked up to the point that we accept those stereotypes and use them in situations to make other people comfortable. And that's what I was basically telling him in a nutshell. I was like, that way into the entertainment industry became the only gateway to get in. And then once you got in, you had to maintain that in order to stay in. Then this image or this imagery gets accepted by pop culture. And then pop culture bleeds into actual society. Because you see it so much on the loop. You see this, the, the likeness on the loop so much that even you as the black person or the other minority see this as your role in society and begin to perpetuate the stereotype. Some of us, some not all. I don't have my Malcolm X hat on, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell people the truth. That's why when you see shit like what's going on with R. Kelly, people are still in denial because they don't want to think about what's going on. They don't want to have to throw away their entertainment because then they have to look at themselves. If Even if you look at all uh, the rap music, I've been listening to this shit my whole life. But I'd be damned if the rap music don't talk about sometimes killing a motherfucker look like me. I have been able to rationalize this in my brain. I'm at a point now where I know, hey, this isn't real. But everybody's not like that. If you listen to that over and over and over and over again, how much value are you going to place on another life for somebody that looked like you? And that's why people have a point when they say they wouldn't allow this shit in country music. They wouldn't allow this for you to talk bad about, for them to talk bad about their own women and kill another white man or whatever. They wouldn't allow this. But we, and just about every value, every uh, asset or every facet of the media, have been taught that this is the image of us, this is what we are. To the point that when we see people in different positions, lawyers, accountants, doctors, um, psychologists, entrepreneurs, shit like that, we don't look at them with the same reverence as we do athletes and musicians and actors. We don't look at the black dude that owns a hardware store as a success, when in reality, he's successful. We look at the other shit because our brain is wired for us to focus on that. And then enter the R. Kelly situation. It's so much easier to just say, well, I'm going to keep listening to the music because I can separate the two. Can you, can you really? Can you really? Can you really separate the song 
about sex as written for an underage person, can you really separate it or you just don't care? Just be honest. Just say you don't care enough to stop listening to this shit. And I see, I see a lot of black women still wanting to support this man. I don't understand it. But what's even worse is the men because we know how the mind of men works. We know the mind of a man. So to see a, another man support this shit is what blows my mind. Because if you've seen Surviving R. Kelly, one of the most irritating parts of it is the amount of help he had from people. Even the amount of help the parents gave him, even though it was indirectly. There's one set of parents on there that took their daughter to the concert after the allegations had come out, after the fucking trial. Like, everybody at that concert was dead fucking wrong. Everybody. Everybody was dead wrong. We need to mute that motherfucker all the way. There's no reason why you should be able to sell out any venue. And now because of that mute R. Kelly movement, he's starting to lose shows, which is great. We have to put value on ourselves. What does it say that this man can still get shows and still have his records playing on the radio. Like they say, this streaming went up 16% since the fucking uh, show came out. What's up, black people? The fuck is wrong with y'all? Ain't no I need to see. You want to see what's going on in the music, look up the goddamn lyrics. That's all you got to do. You don't have to go listen to the song. That's a cop-out to me. Look up the lyrics. I've been telling people on social media for the longest that man, if you just break down the lyrics of what this man was saying, it's meant for children. Let me give you my beep beep and give me that too. That shit sound like it's written for kids. But people still go out and support this man. And then like, well, you don't really know this man. You know, they out there for the money. Listen, people, it's been 20-something years since this shit happened. Or damn near 20 years since all this shit happened. These people are on TV talking about sexual acts they did with a celebrity who basically threw them in the trash afterwards or locked them up in the room. You got one of the women known as telling her story about participating in the sexual act with a girl who was fucking 14 years old with their face and full name up there. What do these people have to gain by being on this goddamn TV show? Nothing. They gain nothing from this documentary but the hope that they either, one, get their children to come back or that they, two, help this man get locked up. Me personally, I really dislike the people taking their fucking kids to the concert. And in my brain, you basically served up on the platter when you let her go on stage. You was wrong. After that whole situation where she was supposed to go work with him to get put on, for you to allow that because somebody was with her, you were wrong. When you decided to get your ass up and get a ticket to go to that concert, in the fucking first place, you were wrong. When you continued to listen to his music after the allegations that came out about him, you were wrong because the whole time you were listening to that up until the point where you took your daughter to see this man at concert, you were reinforcing that it was okay for her to be to want to be in the same space as this man. Whether it's physically at the concert or through you playing the music, you are making this man okay. You are saying it's okay 
to support this person, to be around him, to be in a place where this man is in your presence, whether it's through his music or he's physically there. You okayed that every time you played R. Kelly around your child. You did that. So when you when you see your child get caught up on stage while she's at a concert that you brought her to, and you act like you don't want her to go up there, of course she's going to look at you crazy because you've indoctrinated her to his music her whole fucking life. So of course she's going to think you fucking crazy. That the person she's been listening to since she's been born now wants to see her on stage and you nah or you don't want her to go work with this person who they both, who you both know is famous. So you, like I said before, you've been listening to the whole time. Of course she's confused. Now what I feel like being locked in a room and only having like a bucket to pee in is fucked up. There has to be some accountability here. Like, I feel you. Your kid is not where you feel like they should be. I understand that. But you took her there. You took her there. And then let her go back repeatedly because somebody was, quote, with her. The fuck that mean? All that means to me is that you valued the potential for your daughter to be rich and famous over her actual fucking health, over her actual fucking well-being because you let her go to be with this dude. And now she's still there. And you on the fucking documentary looking like a nut throwing rocks out the window and shit. Y'all did that. Y'all helped that man. And everybody around him, now they tearing Tory ass up because apparently he sexual harassed his, his makeup artist. And everybody who signed some shit that he couldn't read, everybody helped this man out. That's what I'm saying, accountability. We got to start thinking about what we value and at what cost. When it comes to all the fantasy shit and music, yeah, I can get it. I can sift through it. But what I can't tolerate is somebody who, it appears, wrote songs based off sexual experiences and or fantasies with underage people. That's some shit I cannot support. That's some shit I, I, won't, I won't go for that. I can't support it at fucking all. I won't do it. And if you still supporting it, I'm looking at you fucking crazy. You need your complete ass whooped. Cheeks, crack, hole, everything. Buckle first. Go get my motherfucking belt. Every last one of y'all. But I'm going to move on from this. Talked about it too long. I just, something else I need to get off my chest, man. And I'm going to stay with music. Stay with music. Apparently, little Uzi Vert is done. It's over with. He's shutting it down. He's quitting. I guess he got into a label issue with DJ Drama. And apparently, little Uzi Vert is shutting it down for good. Now, I don't know if he's trolling, trying to get some attention. The hip-hop internet ain't been buzzing for a while since 6 ix 9 has been jammed up. So maybe this is little Uzi Vert's way of getting back in there and, and getting his name circulating around to be trending and then he could put some more music out but then maybe maybe not maybe he was on being on tour and possibly being on drugs the whole time or whatever he was going through maybe it got to him and he maybe he's had enough maybe now i don't listen to his music i've tried to listen to a couple songs not for me but i like i say it's getting quiet for a lot of these littles a lot of the littles is getting quiet for him and while I don't want to stop people from feeding other people, this is what I'm talking about. When you get in there and you get into, you catch this wave, 
and you riding this little wave and rap music, that shit lasts you about a year or three tops. And then you ass up out of it. It's real quiet for Lil Yachty right now. Real quiet. I don't know. I don't know if he dropped the album recently or supposed to drop another one, but it's quiet. 21 Savage doing his thing. Kodak Black doing his thing. Kodak Black stays with a hit. 21 Savage appears to be evolving in front of our eyes. He went from being considered a little mumble rapper to having a feature from J. Cole. But to be honest about 21 Savage, that's the only song I listened to on his album. And that's the only thing I heard about his album was a J. Cole feature. Keeping it a buck. Hopefully the rest is good. I'll, I'll try to get through it um, later in this week. But Lil Vert, man, yeah, he's saying he's shutting it down. Also, they talking about Slim Jimmy from Ray Schremer saying he's he's not with Ray Schremer no more. I don't know. He could be trolling. They did just do solo projects, and Sway Lee does get a lot of the attention. But to be fair, if you listen to Ray Schremer's music, a lot of the hooks are done by Sway Lee, if we're just being honest. Now, I liked Jimmy's uh, side to the album they put out last year, an album which I really feel like was slept on. I don't think it was promoted all that well, personally. That's just me. But a lot of the hits, the hooks, is Sway Lee. So you can't blame people for that. It's easy to listen to somebody singing. And you put a dope beat behind it, man. So hopefully they figure that shit out because they're brothers and I just want them to be able to work that shit out. Um, rapper Big Pooh, one half of, formerly one half of Lil Brother, uh, put out an album, RPM. Him and... um. The producer focus, I'm still listening to that. It's good, though. It's like grown man. I'm a regular person. I'm not shooting up and killing everybody. I'm a regular person. Music like Fontaine, little brother. Just, hey, this is regular person talk, rapping about rapping. If you grown, check out Rapper Big Pooh. It's called RPM. Go ahead and check that out. And support um grassroots movements, man. Like, I've been hearing about Dreamville. That's J. Cole's record label, how they got different people in the studio in Atlanta. You've seen... All these pictures being taken, like Ross and Wale, Big Crit, and somebody else in the studio. That's great. That's fantastic. It's like, um, I think they're trying to be in the same vein as TDE, and I think that's great. I really, really like to see grassroots movements be supported, even if it's not somebody I'm listening to. Like, TDE happens to be a favorite of mine, because at my time discovering them, I was actually on the West Coast, so I can kind of get more of their music where I was in that space where I could kind of understand more of the music, being able to look at these palm trees and see this weather and all this shit and being driving up and down through L.A. Like, I can I can see it, I can feel it a little more being out here. But you got to support the grassroots. Like, for me, like, I recently, I can say recently, like the past year, I've been hearing about this record label, Griselda, how it was kind of like that gutter sound from the 90s. And or late or early 2000s, late 90s, and I like that sound. It's like street, it's lyrical, the beats are dope. That's me. It's like one of the pockets I like to be in. So I figured I'd give it a try. I reached out to somebody on one of these prominent podcasts, and I was like, "Hey man, is there a playlist for this somewhere where I can try to get into it?" No response. Stupid me. Why not go directly to the source? So I decided to reach out, looked up Griselda on Twitter, hit up the, I guess, whoever runs the um, the um, account for the label, and they hit me back the same. They're like, boom, check out 
this song on you hit me with a YouTube link and a link to a playlist on title. Now to a regular person, that's fucking huge. It's huge. Because I'm just I'm just a guy that does a podcast. I don't have people buzzing talking about me, unfortunately. But for somebody who's in who's in bed with the label or a part of the label to be able to to think to, you know what, this guy's reaching out, trying to figure out what we got going on on our label and is wanting to get in because I think I hear them exact words like, I'm late, never listened, where should I start? And if I'm out here generating, you know, or inquiring about what they got going on over there, that's a smart play. Hit bro up with some music and maybe he get hooked and maybe he tell a friend to tell a friend. It's a smart play. And that's why I like grassroots shit because the ego is taken out of it. They're not getting hit a million times by people just with just random stupid shit. And when they see somebody who's genuinely interested in what they're doing, they're likely to reach back out. And I'm guessing that's a lot of their fan base. And that's a fan base I fucking want to be a part of. So I got I got to the I got the playlist on title. And I think it's pretty dope. There's a couple good songs on there. You know, I think Conway has a song called uh, G Money on the Roof. And then um, Benny. The guy Benny has a song, 97 Hove. What's the other song on there? Black Star by West Side Gun. Like, there's a there's a few songs on this playlist, man. And I, I'll tweet the link out if anybody's interested, if you happen to listen to this. But Griselda got some shit for your ass. So I figured I'd shout them out to the four of y'all that listen to this in case y'all into it. And also people like Skazu, man. I had a um, Skazu song on the end of one of my podcasts a while ago. But it was great because I reached out to him. I asked him, could I use it? He hit me back like, yeah. He told me that's pretty cool, that I want to his, use his music on my podcast. And in certain circles, I'm talking about rapper circles, Sky Zoo seen as, you know, he's a legendary lyricist. So for me, that's big. So support grassroots movement, man. Support me, goddammit. Somebody doing it independently from the ground up. Shit like that, you kind of want to push. And you want to move because it... It pushes the shit you like in your culture further, and you're encouraging other people that are doing something, that are stepping out and doing something on their own to continue doing it. And in my brain, that's a goddamn win-win. And I believe that's all I really had to talk to you fine people about. I hit y'all with the R. Kelly shit. That I still think is tragic. Talked y'all about the movies that came out, Lose Vert. I think I think that's pretty much it, man. One time for the furlough, man. Fuck the furlough. Get these people back to work. Get y'all ass in there and make a decision, man. I don't like that wall. I don't like it. Let's get it done without the wall. I think it's ridiculous. It's a waste of money and resources. Let's do it without that. Let's let's be um let's be decent human beings. And remember Griselda. Griselda Records. West Side Gun, Conway, Benny. Rapper Big Pooh has an album coming out. My partner, Weeks, if you're from Jacksonville, Florida, Duval County, 904, he has a documentary coming out, and I'll get y'all the title of that, but um, he's the owner of New Jack City Records out of Jacksonville, Florida. He's authentic. And I tell you, he's authentic. He's authentic. It's my homeboy. So please, when that comes out, jump on that. And if you need beats, you need beats for a rapper R&B, Hit me up, I got a guy. If you need 
some you know, some mastering, some um, engineering done. I got a guy for that. And I think that's about it. Man, y'all check me out. Blackout No Play in this ride. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, no Play 247, capital N, lowercase O, capital P L A Y. No Play in this ride at gmail.com, all lowercase. No Play in this ride Facebook page. I got to make it more active. My bad. If you're on there and I'm not doing shit, I apologize. I got other shit going on, but I'm working on it. Twitter's the best way to get at me. And, uh, Every Monday, man. Y'all be good out there. May 2019, the best year of your life and the best year of somebody else's life. Happy birthday to me. Thank you for listening. Peace out.